Love by Joaquin Gomez Garcia What love means to you today is going to be different than what love means to you by the time you finish this book. Two years from now, five years from now, or even 40 years from now. Love changes over time. Your idea of love will change and the way you experience love changes. That is because love is different for everyone. What you think love means right now reflects everything you've been taught about it, everything you've learned about it, and everything you idealize about it. Society gives young kids an impression of what love is supposed to mean. From a young age, we subconsciously incorporate subtle influences into our idea of love. Couples portrayed in movies, celebrities, friends and family relationships, Relationships in books, TV shows, all do a great job of providing pseudo-examples of love. I'm telling you this because that's not what love really is. Love encompasses several facets that are not always as obvious to someone who has yet to experience the different aspects love embodies. Even our parents' relationships are pseudo-examples of love because it is something that we are not experiencing firsthand. It is shared by them and them alone. There are many definitions and ideas of what love is. As a society, the idea of love has changed and come to be an umbrella term, encompassing several feelings and emotions. The term is so widely used that it has diluted the true meaning of the word. Chapter 2. What is love really? Love is an experience. It is a choice. It is something you learn to define in your own time through your own experiences and what you believe it to be. This is what love means to me. At its core, love is a choice. It comes from being able to put someone else above yourself. And yet at the same time, self-love is the ability to put your needs before anybody else's. Some people believe that there are different types of love that fall under the umbrella of love. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Just like some people are better equipped from their life experiences to show and receive different types of love as well. An example would be physical love. For some people that feels so natural an extension of their physical form by expressing their physical self and having another receive that aspect of who they are. Others are better equipped for emotional love, where they can communicate effectively what they feel and are more in tune with emotions, which allows them to better express their feelings and at the same time leaves them more receptive to others' emotions as well. Again, these are only two forms of love and people can grow to be more comfortable Expressing each form as well as many others. Love encompasses all the feelings and emotions you can think of. It is not just one feeling or action. It is a combination of several factors. Love may even change for you today to day based on everything you feel. And how you feel at that time. What do I mean? That even moment to moment, your capacity and your ability to love will change, depending on everything going on in your life, and your ability to look past anything to give the best of what you have at that time. 
That is what love is, the best that you have to give. For example, say you have a glass and it is three quarters full, 75%. That means that you have three quarters of substance to offer. You can love at a 75% capacity. At the same time, you cannot offer any more of that substance because that is all that you have available to give. It's like trying to give somebody 20 marbles, but you only have 10. There's no way for you to give what you do not have. That is, unless you refill your jar with more substance or get more marbles. After you give what you have, your ability to give more love is limited by how you feel. You can only love as deeply as you have come to love yourself and in terms of what you believe love to be. Your love reflects you and what you want in life. For some people, love is putting someone else's needs above their own. I agree with the concept that to fully love someone, you must have the ability to put somebody else's needs above your own. But I think that if you are truly able to exude love, that means that you can put your needs first and fill your love cup. And by filling your cup, the, ov- the overflow of your love will help your partner fill their cup. I understand that for some people, they are less capable to fill other people's cup of love. And as a result, their relationships have struggled. And that is whether the relationships are romantic or platonic. At the same time, in romantic relationships, it is not 50-50 from each partner. It is 100-100 all the time. In other words, who you are and how you feel should be complete without having to include somebody else in your life to fill a void that you may be feeling. It is the same reason why you can be with somebody even for years and still feel empty inside. It is because you have not developed the ability to truly express the love you have for yourself, to fill your own love cup and allow it to overflow into somebody else's life. I hope I am making myself clear that you might only have 75% of your cup of love that day. And maybe it is a rough day, but your partner feels so good that their love cup is already at 100% and in surplus. So it is overflowing. And as a result, their expression of who they are fills your cup of love with the love they are showing you. Something else to keep in mind is that not everyone always expresses their affection and care for you in a way for you to feel loved. Love in a relationship is no different than loving yourself. It all boils down to a choice. Choosing your best interest from one moment to the next. That is what love is. As I mentioned before, what that means will change, but you cannot sacrifice your happiness for someone else's because nobody can ever appreciate your sacrifice for what it's worth. They will just be happy that they are getting what they want. You are better off being yourself and hoping that your partner will appreciate you for who you are. If they do not appreciate who you are, then there is a good chance they will never come to appreciate what you are 
or you will begin to change who you are in order to fit their image of an ideal partner. This is evident in a lot of relationships as people settle into certain roles or images to do their best to make the other person happy. This is a big deal. One reason is that as people become more engrossed in their relationships, they begin to change who they are to accommodate their partner. This might sound strange at first, but it's happening without people even realizing it. Every time you do something and your partner gets upset about it, if you care about your partner, your subconscious self will begin to register that, and as a result, you will be less likely to repeat the action. And it's because you either want to make them happy, or at the very least, not make them unhappy. This, in turn will influence your future actions because you will not want to repeat the same mistakes. This is a common occurrence in relationships, and every time you decide not to act as your genuine genuine self, you will leave yourself less happy. Trust. Trust is a vital aspect of love. To trust in yourself, to trust in your decisions, to trust in who you are is essential. To trust yourself and to trust one another will allow you to grow not only as an individual, but also as a couple, growing simultaneously on your own and together. Everything you ever thought could happen in your life will happen as a result of being able to act out of your best interest. It is not unusual to see love as a focal point of relationships, but love has been explained in so many ways I think it's important for me to define what love means. Some would say love is a chemical response and the release of certain hormones that gives an individual unrelated feeling. I do not define that as love. Some would say love is when you care about someone madly and deeply. It is not. These can be byproducts of a person in love, but they are not love. 10 minute mark. Love is a term used to describe the umbrella of feelings and positive emotions that people feel for themselves and others. For the context of this book, love is putting your best interest first and acting accordingly. Everything you do in this life stems from love or the lack thereof. It is evident all around you, creating the life you want by watering your desires with love, action. Again, love is only a reflection of choosing what you think is best for you. Something else to keep in mind is that you can only love someone as hard and as deeply as you love yourself. Again, by that I mean you can only love yourself as deeply as you have come to learn to appreciate who you are. How do you even come to appreciate who you are? You just do. Despite any shortcomings or misgivings, there is acceptance, and that acceptance allows the possibility of being your best self, because you are no longer judging or critical of who you are as a person. You understand you are a work in progress, and that limitlessness of always being able to change, while embracing who you are in the present, is where the secret to living a loving life lies. I'm going to say that again. You are no longer judging or critical of who you are as a person. You understand you are a work in progress and that limitlessness of always being able to change while embracing who you are in the present is where the secret to living a loving life lies. 
Love is a choice. Everyone is always acting out of love for themselves each and every second. And any time that they are doing something for somebody else, they are actually acting out of love for themselves. Everything we do has to do with our own individual belief of what will give us happiness. We all have an idea of what that is, and that is the root of what love really is. The pursuit of our happiness. All our actions are a result of us minimizing our stress and maximizing our greatest chance of being happy all the time. We do unto others show and give love to receive love, and it's not always conscious that it goes full circle. Love lives in our actions and is always acted in everything we do. I used to think that there were different types of love, romantic, platonic, self, but I've come to the understanding that it's all one and the same. To think that you are doing something out of love completely unselfish is out of the selfishness of our hearts and our minds wanting to feel good. Any act is an act that we somehow feel feel will come full circle and is called love love has a chemical reaction that can be observed in our minds oxytocin which is true but this is not the limit to what love is only a physical response observable in the body to one aspect of the world of the word love is a term your feelings and what you want out of life change constantly from one, one, one moment to the next. And love is something you will feel throughout your life. You can cultivate yourself to express a wave of actions that will reflect how you want to feel all the time. When you act out of your true intentions and your best interest in mind, you are acting out of love. If you cannot find a place within yourself where you feel good about your actions, the only person you are hurting is yourself, and that is still acting out of love. This is because your actions will only take you to a place closer for you to truly experience the height of what love can be. Love has many levels, and there is never a lack. You may not have as much love in your cup to give at times, but it is only measured by your effort to bring about your happiness. You may not have as much love in your cup at times, but it is only measured by your effort to bring about your happiness. Love is like the ocean waves. It comes in and it fades away. You feel it for a moment and then it is gone almost as quickly as it came. Love may seem unclear, and if love seems unclear, it is because it is what you decided to be. Love is how you see it. I can tell you different things that I think constitute acts of love, but that does not mean that you will also think that they are acts of love. We may have two very different perceptions of love and very different expectations for love. Love and all acts thereof come from how you decide to treat yourself and your life and your perception of it. Love cannot exist in a place of hurt because that love is replaced by the pain. But that pain you feel is your heart learning how to love again. It is an emotion you're feeling to help you find a new love within. You can still have love for a person and even a deep appreciation. But that does not directly translate 
to more love. Love is merely a word used to describe a multitude of feelings. Sometimes those feelings are not even romantic. You ever hear somebody say, I love pizza? Or I love talking on the phone? Do you think they really love those things to the same degree that they love another person? So is it really love or not? I know that may sound sound strange to say, but love is non-existent. The word has taken on so many meanings and uses that it is no longer clear what it is. Again, I'm saying this to emphasize that you define what love means to you. So what is love? For me, love is a choice. That is all it is. It's choosing what's best for you in each moment, moment to moment. Love is a choice. An activity, take a moment to think about what you think love is and formulate that in your mind, write it down, say it out loud. Give and give you about 15 seconds and go with the first thing that comes to mind. We are now um, approaching the 18 minute mark and we're into part two of love. The average person experiences love four times in their lifetime. Every time that I have experienced love, it was as though I and another it was as though I and another soul were one. I would also like to be clear that I have never gone searching for love. Although it can be grown and developed, it has always been present within me, and it finds me when I least expect it. It's almost been as though a certain woman like needs to come in my life to take take it out of me and bring the best out of me. My first love. I remember my first kiss like it was yesterday. I was 17 at the time, a junior in high school. It was close to Valentine's Day and she invited me over to study. Her parents were out of town for the weekend. I took a backpack to her house with nothing in it, walked to the door, knocked, and there she was, as beautiful as ever, with the brightest smile and the straightest teeth you could ever lay eyes on. She was grinning cheek to cheek, smiling merrily, so happy to see me. That made me feel so good. As I followed her in, I didn't realize how big the house really was. You know, it was raining at the time. I set my things down and she gave me the gra- a grand tour. First, we went upstairs and she showed me the bathroom, the guest room, her parents' bedroom, her bedroom. And afterwards, we went downstairs to the living room, the kitchen, and then outside. We were standing under the patio and it was raining hard at the time. She grabbed my hand and led me into the rain. We stood there as drops of rain gently cascaded down our faces. She grabbed my hand and pulled me towards the house and as she turned I grabbed her. I kissed her. 
We made out all the way to the couch. We fell onto it, our lips locked the entire time. We were in the den on the couch, me lying on top of her, and I could hear the wood crackling in the fireplace besides us. This was my first kiss. We were soaking wet from the rain, and I followed her movements as she led me up the stairs, each step building anticipation for what was to come. We got to her room. She let go of my hand. I stood at the doorway, gazing upon her as she walked towards the bed. Then she turned around, and all the buttons on her blouse were open. I felt like a deer in headlights. She was a lioness, I the gazelle. Her blouse was wide open, revealing her leopard bra. And this was the night I had my first kiss, and now here, here was this beautiful woman standing before me with her blouse wide open and her supple breasts peeking out behind the bra, which could barely contain them. As I'm standing there motionless in a state of shock and awe of her beauty, she slowly moved her hands towards her crotch and buttoning her jeans and letting them drop to the floor and then motioned for me to come over with her finger. I walked over to her intently, my gaze never once losing focus. She was laying on her bed waiting for me. We started making out and again this is the night of my first kiss. My first kiss. I never thought things could be this hot and heavy so quickly. Her thighs pressed up against mine. The warmth of her touch resonated through my body like an echo. I felt her everywhere. It was an exploration, the new frontier, and I was ready to discover, to discover whatever lay in front of me. It was a whirlwind. Lips were kissing everywhere. My breath was short and heavy with anticipation. Her hands unexpectedly grabbed my thighs, and suddenly her warm breath covered my crotch. Her mouth was over my boxers, right on my shaft. I could feel it throbbing, pulsing, with every beat of my heart. And with each passing second, slowly moving her hands to remove my boxers. The touch of her warm lips as they enveloped my stiff rod. A sensation I had never felt before, I was in a state of ecstasy. Loving every moment as her mouth went deeper and deeper. This was my first blowjob. Now it was my turn. She was lying on her stomach, the arch of her back ending in the peak of her ass. I could feel my mouth beginning to water and unconsciously catching myself licking my lips. I had never felt so powerful as when I gripped her waist in the palm of my hand and snapped off her bra with my other hand. It was my first time, but I felt like an expert. Everything happened so natural. I could feel her hips sway in excitement as I grabbed her tighter. I could feel her hips sway in excitement 
as I grabbed her tighter. Hands on either side of her hips, I flipped her over, gripping more intently on her waist as I rubbed the curve of her lower back with each thumb, the pressure releasing a moan of excitement. When I finally kissed her lips, I did not realize how erotic and much of a turn-on it would be for me. The room was steamy. The slow pitter-patter of the rain could be heard in the background. We were in the dark, only illuminated by the moon filtering in. I felt like I was living in a movie. This was also the same night that I could have lost my virginity. Emphasis on could have. At this point, she told me she wanted to have sex. And I told her that as much as I would like to, and I would have loved to, that the first time I have sex, I wanted it to be with someone that I love. And as much as I cared about her, I did not feel that I was in love yet. But I hoped to love her at some point. She was extremely understanding, and we continued to physically explore one another and our feelings. It was an extremely sensual and erotic experience for me, my first kiss. Chapter 2, 26 minutes, Chapter 2, My First Love I was 14 when I met her. She sat two seats in front of me in class and her vocabulary was extraordinary. Maybe that was what impressed me most about her. Or maybe it was the fact that she would take the time to talk to me. I thought she was funny, sweet, with an awesome personality, but at the root of it all, she was nice to me. A few months went by, I asked her out, and she kindly rejected me. She said I was sweet, but she was not interested in me in that way we left it at that i understood and it actually helped the friendship at the time the rest of the year went by quickly i sat behind her the entire time always in admiration of her vocabulary and witty humor she was funny you know that was my freshman year of high school and one summer came we never kept in touch but fast forward three years and it's my senior year of high school and we have another class together. I had not really seen her or heard about her since freshman year ended, but somehow she had become even more stunning, witty, and down to earth. I still had a crush on her, but I did not see her the way that I had before. You know, as much as I may have admired her, I knew she did not like me freshman year. So I did not think she would ever be interested in me. Which allowed our friendship to really blossom because I never saw her as anything other than a friend at that point. Granted, I changed a lot over those three years, but our friendship really blossomed that year. There was always good energy exchanged and she sat behind me, you know, as all year instead of me sitting behind her the year continued and about halfway through i knew i felt great talking with her and considered her one of my best friends at this point if not my very best friend 
come January and one of our friends asked us if we would both be willing to be in a music video for her uncle. He was in the music industry and was looking to film one and of course we both said yes. This was technically the first time we ever hung out outside of school. A week or so later she ended up asking me out. And this is the girl I had always admired and had hoped and wished would have paid attention to me. And here she was four years later asking me out. I never pressured her, made her feel uncomfortable, nor was I ever expecting anything like that to happen. I was content and happy with us being friends, but by this point I had never felt so close to another soul. I could not believe the transformation my life was taking on. This was to be my first love, the woman I had always dreamed of, and more than that, she was my best friend at the time. We spent every day together from then on, not every moment. School was still school and we did our own thing with our time. But come after school, I'd always give her a ride home or she would come over and we would hang out. It was all innocent, good energy exchanged every day. And she opened my eyes up to a whole new world of being able to care and enjoy the company of another person. I was so happy to share her presence. Her presence was a blessing to me. A few months went by and I realized I was not just smitten by her sweet smile, laugh, and beauty, but that I genuinely loved this woman. 30 minute mark one night she was sleeping in my arms and I whispered the words I love you somehow it was like I awoke the Egyptian queen Cleopatra because her eyes opened so quickly and she just smiled with a lingering smile not saying anything just grinning wider and wider as if she was soaking Soaking in the words I had just said. Felt like a million years and then she said it back. I love you. And kissed me. This was my first love. I lost my virginity soon after. I was consumed with passion. And I wanted nothing more than to feel close to her. This was the closest I had ever felt physically to anyone. We took a drive to the beach afterwards. On our way, we stopped at this gas station outside of, on the side of the road. There were no cars pumping. I ran in and grabbed a pack of cigarettes, a few snacks, some mint gum. It's the only type of gum I'll chew. So... We made love, we drove, we smoked, relaxed at the beach, all while the sun was setting, listening to the waves crash and hearing her soft breath as she laid on my chest. We had a beautiful relationship for a long time, and at the time it was the type of love people make movies about. Every moment felt like a dream, and we were together living in our own little world. Always laughing and dancing in the street, 
young lovers caught in a whirlwind of feelings. As time went on, things never really changed. We hardly fought, and we were always together because life always seemed so much better together. I loved her as deeply and as best as I knew how at the time. After about a year and some change, we broke up. And there are three stories to how it ended. Hers, mine, and the truth. That's the beauty of being the writer is that I could write any ending. But it does not need an ending. I appreciate the relationship for everything it was. Wish her nothing but the best, and I wish I would have been able to be honest with her at the time. What is that old saying that hurt people hurt people? There is truth in old adages, wisdom in words of the past. When we broke up, she had been getting driving lessons from her best friend's brother, which was fine. Albeit a little strange because I had always offered to teach her to drive and give her lessons and she never took me up on it. You know, they would have their driving lesson, go out to eat, spend the day together, which again, I was fine with at the time. I was extremely accepting of each of us living our lives unrestricted because that is how I believe relationships should be. But there was one moment where it no longer became something I was comfortable with. I was hurt by her actions that she did not know I knew about, and I could have handled things better. I broke up with her, and she would not let me go, so I ended up telling her that there was another woman. But there never was. At the time, she meant everything to me. She was everything to me at that time. And I wish I would have handled it better, because I never want to hurt anybody, and she deserved the truth you know she deserved to know that i just didn't want to be here with her because of what had happened but despite wishing i would have handled it better because i never want to hurt anyone i have come i have come a long way since then and i'm proud of how far i've come for how much i've grown that was the last time we ever spoke or saw each other And as wonderful as the relationship was, and as much as it is behind me, it will always be my first love. Love, 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 love. Well, I thought she was my first love. But you see, I feel like every time I have experienced love, I have loved the present woman more than I have ever loved any woman before. Which is why I think couples can grow in love. And individuals can love even more deeply as we get older. It's because we have a higher capacity for love. A better understanding of how to show love, to express love, and to accept love in ways that another soul can understand. I believe that we can experience love with anyone at any time. If your heart is open to the experience... Love is a choice you make every day, and although it's not the same with every person, I believe you can grow to love someone as well as feel it naturally from the very first moment you see them, 
or meet them and can even experience it from a picture. I believe that real love transcends our lifetimes and that we find and are drawn to people we have known or loved in our past lives as well. There is an old Japanese saying that our face is the face of the person we love most in our last life, which would make sense why so many people are so vain. Let me, let me explain it further. People love how they look because they look like someone they used to love in a past life. Food for thought. Dating. I was 19, I was 19 now. And it was this night that I would meet a young lady that would show me that dating is not just about finding the woman you want to be with the rest of your life. But it it also helps you recognize what you want or don't want in a partner. She was a sensitive woman who had been hardened by a lot of the things she'd experienced in her lifetime. We were two hurt people that were both involved. And as open as we tried to make our hearts, it was never a solid match. We had good times and enjoyed each other's company. But we both knew we were not what the other was looking for. So we went our separate ways. After this, I went through a period where I dated quite a few women. Never more than one at a time, but I might only get to know a girl for a week or two before realizing that I did not have an interest to pursue things further. I would continue to date different women for about five months and then a young lady with an enchanting laugh happened to catch my eye and my heart. This was my second love. It was like a wisp in the wind, felt but not tangible, only touched by the soul, airy, light, floating, Something that was there but could not be grasped. It almost felt like we were always living in a dream. That, that is not to say things were perfect. Far from it. But when things were good, we were so compatible. Simpatico. There was never anything we could not talk about. And our minds blended together like that of waves breaking against the shore. Always wanting more of one another. Our relationship developed with the help of time, and although there was a mutual interest from the start, it seemed that time and the more we spent of it together, the closer we became. This was a love that grew and developed. I do not remember having any other intentions when we first met than to just spend time together. It was a truly beautiful relationship, especially in the way that our love developed and grew. It was built little by little, brick by brick. For some people, love is instantaneous. And I believe in those connections too. But to differentiate between lust and love is not easy when you do not know what you are looking for. This relationship, my second love, helped me recognize the difference and helped me learn how to grow and water love in your life. 40 minute mark. I remember one night, winter night, it was a cool, crisp, refreshing night, and we decided to go to the beach. We set up blankets, had our favorite snacks, and she was lying on my chest as I read to her. 
As I was reading, I remember her looking up at me, gazing into my soul, with her sweet, sensitive eyes glistening under the book light's reflection. She crawled on top of me to kiss me. We were making out in silence, completely consumed in the moment. She took off her jeans under the blankets, and the rest is history. We made love under the stars. This was our first time sharing intimacy with one another, and it was a moment that was completely unexpected to me. Maybe she had planned it. Maybe she was living in the moment. I will never know. But what I do know is that at the time, I was living in love. There is a difference between having sex and making love. I know because I felt the difference, and it's not even about how it physically feels. There's another aspect to the intimacy that isn't existing in the physical realm. Everything we experience is an internal experience, because our brains interpret outer stimuli as a reaction to how our body reacts and responds to the stimulus. There is an energy that exists when two people are connected on multiple levels in a way that their souls are dying to reach out to one another. This is part of the physical intimacy people share when they are in love and making love. Not all relationships, not all experiences will show you what love is, and some will show you what it is not. This was... This relationship was great for a time being, but it also showed me how not to be in a relationship and how I could be better in future relationships. I learned what I liked and what I did not like. And looking back, I will forever be grateful. <clears throat> and looking back, I will forever be grateful for everything that I experienced that helped me become the man I am today. Any relationship could work if the people involved can make a conscious effort to choose the other every day and work together to make it successful. I'm going to repeat that. Any relationship could work if the people involved can make a conscious effort to choose the other every day and work together to make it successful. See, in a relationship, you can either grow to get together or grow apart. But that there is a third option. You can grow individually and together as a couple simultaneously. Every relationship I have ever had has showed me how to be a better man moving forward. I am not perfect. I have made mistakes. And I have also chosen women that, although we had deep connections, also did not necessarily treat me the way I deserved to be treated. When you accept less than what you want in a relationship, you are allowing that behavior to continue. Is it love or lust? I met someone that showed me a whole new experience of what love is and could be. I was swept up in the existence of her. Maybe it works both ways and we were both caught in a tornado of one another and what we felt. Only her and I truly know what it was and her and my experience as similar as they may have been were also completely different. I never connected with someone so easily and so naturally before. Everyone else, everyone else I built and developed a connection with despite any initial chemistry. 
But with her, it was like it was there even before we met, and perhaps it had always been there. The night we got involved, I went to pick her up, and I had a full-length cast on my leg. So I go to pick up this gorgeous vixen, and she walks out to her car, of the, to the car. And I could feel my palms getting sweaty. You know, I met this woman seven years prior on a ghost hunting tour. And I was mesmerized the moment I saw her. I did not make a big deal of it at the time and we did not do anything romantic, but we shared a night with a couple of friends that would plant a seed for us to happen down the road. Now fast forward seven years and she's walking to my car. I'm holding the door open. I greet her. She gets in the car and then I get in the car and she says, do you want to hit my bong? And pulls out her bong from inside her purse. I met someone that showed me a whole new experience of what love is and could be. I was swept up in the existence of her. And maybe it works both ways and we were both caught in a tornado of one another and what we felt. Only her and I truly know what it was and... Her and my experience, as similar as they may have been, were also completely different. I never connected with someone so easily and so naturally before. Everyone else I built and developed the connection despite any initial chemistry. But with her, it was like it was there even before we met. And perhaps it had always been there. The night we got involved, I went to pick her up and I had a full-length cast on my leg. So I go to pick up this gorgeous vixen and she walks out to the car and I can feel my palms getting sweaty. You know, I met this woman seven years prior on a ghost hunting tour and I was mesmerized the moment I saw her. I did not make a big deal of it at the time and we did not do anything romantic, but we shared a night with a couple of friends that would plant a seed for us to happen down the road. Now fast forward seven years and she is walking to my car. I'm holding the door open. I greet her. She gets in the car. Then I get in the car and she says, Do you want to hit my bong? And she pulls out her bong from inside her purse. It's already packed with weed and filled with water. This was back when I used to smoke. So tell me how I could not love this girl from the, from the start. This is our first night together, and at the time, it was like she spoke all my love languages fluently. We were supposed to head to Newport or Laguna for drinks, but she randomly asked me if I wanted to do psychedelics with her. I no longer do any drugs, but at the time, I was heavy into psychedelics, and we went back to my place and did mushrooms. The night is a blur, more of a feeling like our souls were one for the night. I did not know where I ended and she began. Perhaps there was no end or beginning, just a never-ending circle of energy. I remembered she was positioned doggy style on the bed, her heart-shaped booty facing me, and as I was thrusting into her from behind, I spanked her ass. Ah! She let out a moan of unequivocal ecstasy. Then when I moved my hand, I realized there was brown stuff all over it. And I looked at my hand and I bring my hand up to my face and I tried to smell it. Only I couldn't really smell it at the time. So I asked her, I said, 
if she had an accent and she said, what the fuck? And so I questioned what was on my hand and I licked it. (laughs) Thank goodness it was just chocolate. Looking back, I cannot believe I licked it, but it was the chocolate mints from Olive Garden a couple nights before. Somehow the chocolates got in my bed and melted while we were being intimate. This was our first night together. Now this would also be my first relationship where I was cheated on. And it felt like cosmic karma for any malice I may have done to any woman before then. I also want to be clear that I've never cheated on anyone. Fast forward and I realized that it was never my fault. And despite all the hurt and pain I had experienced in the process, it was never my fault she cheated. It was her choice to do that. I was not perfect. Again, far from it. But it reflected her character and her desires. If she wanted intimate with somebody else, she could have told me or left me. I had plenty of opportunities to cheat. Always had opportunities, but I consciously chose not to do that. She chose the opposite. I do not hold any decision or action she she made against her. We all make our choices, and I'm grateful. And I am grateful for the ones she has made, because everything that has happened in my life has helped shape me into the person I am today. Even now, when I only have love for the experience we shared, even now. I only have love for the experience we shared. But just because I have that gratitude for the experience does not mean I would do it again. Like I said, I will always have an appreciation for her and everyone that came into my life. Everyone that has impacted me and influenced me to be the man I am proud to be today. We're at the 50 minute mark. Now cheating can drastically affect an individual in a positive or negative way. You decide how it will affect you. That is what was so powerful about the whole experience of having shared a relationship with her. Was that I learned that I have a heart that has the capacity and propensity for love. That it is possible to love someone again after being hurt by working through all the pain and trauma. And building a new foundation of love. It is harder to truly love someone again after being hurt because you must allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to be hurt again. You cannot experience love without the possibility of you being hurt. Not that you will be hurt, but to experience love, you must be open to the good and the bad. You cannot experience the high if you're not willing to put your heart on the line. You can only hope that the other person has the same willingness to love you the way you love them. If it doesn't work out, then they didn't have what it takes to love you the way you deserve to be loved. Take the time to find someone that will. For a lot of us, it is ourself that has the ability to love us deeply, deeper than anyone else. And it's that love for ourselves that allow us to meet someone that can love us like nobody else. I know who I am now. I know what I want. And I love who I am. I know who I am. I know what I want. And I love who I am. By showing myself love every day, by choosing me, having the confidence to be me and embrace everything I have experienced, it has allowed me to let go of the past entirely, release myself of any prior baggage, release myself of any prior baggage and be free to live happily. 
I choose love every moment of every day and I choose to express love in every moment of every day. So what is love? Love is a choice. Choosing what's best for you from one moment to the next. That is all love ever is. But it is nice when you can share a love with someone that wants to share love with you too. Regardless of the type of relationship, regardless of the intensity of the connection, regardless of anything, any moment shared is one worth remembering. How am I today? After my last relationship, I cultivated a love with myself and watered that tree every day. I have never been happier, healthier, more fit, and focused. I am open to love, but have never been one to look for it. It always seems to find me when I least expect it. What is meant for me is meant to be, and I appreciate what's in front of me. What is meant for me will make me realize that I never knew what love is. Because when you truly experience love, you realize that everything you thought love was before was nothing compared to what it is now. Love isn't something that can be explained, it is felt and experienced. And when you have it, appreciate it. Because if you don't appreciate what you have while you have it, did you really even have it? That's a quote from my other book, Tap Into Untapped Potential. Sometimes what you think love should be can keep you from experiencing it. You must be open to it, to feel and experience it. You got to dive right into the love. Uh, dive right into love is to feel. Go with your feelings. You can love anyone and everyone simultaneously. But the deeper you dive, the more you feel until you're suspended, surrounded by love. Reciprocated energy from those around you, showing you the same type of energy, effort, and care. Loving you is easy. The average person falls in love four times in their life. I know I have loved at least four women in my life genuinely, deeply, for different lengths of time. I do not know if I will ever love again or have love in the romantic sense again, but I believe I will. And because I believe, I will love again. But hypothetically, if I did not, I would still have had enough love to last a lifetime. I could live the rest of my life without experiencing love again because I was fortunate enough to know what love is. I've had the experience of being in love, falling in love, falling out of love, and learning to love again. That's all there ever is, right? It's just going through the cycle and repeating it until you find someone that wants to make it work as badly and as deeply as you do. When you do reach that point, they are able to meet you on that level and reciprocate those same exact feelings. Who is to say what love truly is? Who even decided to use those four letters to try to define an experience that is so unique and it is indescribably felt in your core, moment to moment? How can one feel such an intense range of emotions for another singular being? Some of us are not limited to loving one person. We have a means and a capacity to love more than one person at the same time. I have never been romantically in love with more than one person at a time, but I do feel that I have love for everyone every moment of every day. Do these both constitute love? Do they both fit into the parameters of what love is? I do not think I can answer that. Because love is like the sunrise. You appreciate it and soak it all in while you can see it. Absorbing the warmth of the sun's rays as it reaches out to touch you hoping that you will reach out to touch it as well and as soon as you feel it 
It gets warmer and warmer until you are not doing anything other than accepting the light it is shining on you. Yet it is also like the sunset as well, because as soon as it is here, it is gone. And all you can do is appreciate the beauty in front of you until it fades out over the horizon. But that is when the moon meets you, because love is never really gone. Love is always with you, whether you realize it or not. And the moon is like the love you have for yourself. It glistens in the twilight and illuminates the night. With its calming luminescence, love is always with you. You are the sun and the moon in this analogy, and the more you reach out to love yourself, to show yourself the love you deserve, the more the world reaches out to show you the same type of love. What is that saying? You can only love somebody as hard as you love yourself? Maybe there's truth to that. That we love only as we know how to love. And that's why we sometimes feel so misunderstood in certain relationships or entanglements. Because the other person has not developed an awareness for what it means to speak your love language. To communicate and express love to you in a way that makes you feel loved. There is a huge difference between knowing someone loves you and feeling loved by someone. Thank you for taking the time to read Love by Joaquin Gomez Garcia. This book is dedicated to everyone and anyone in the world right now that feels like they may never love again and everyone out that is out there that is deeply and madly in love with someone. Show them you care. Remind them of how much they mean to you. And I hope you enjoyed. Thank you.